Now we'll start recording. <laughs> Boom! And the show starts with Electronomia Collide. This is the Fakeologist Show. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. This is the Fakeologist Show. This is the show where we explore media fakery and all things hoaxy. And of course, this is the show where we also meet once a week with Uncle Vigilante who is of the Epic Catch Dynasty. Hello, Uncle Vigilante. Hey, yellow. Yellow. I think he's, uh, whenever Epic Cash is above a dollar, you hear an extra spark in Uncle V's voice. Yeah, baby. We, uh, from February 1st, we're up 372%. That doesn't, that doesn't suck. No, that's good. That's very good. That's exciting. And yeah. uh, what else? I I sent John LeBon some epic cash in appreciation of his work. Oh, great. And uh, I didn't realize that you had already set up a wallet for him, so he was ready to receive. Beautiful. So that was exciting. I wonder if he still kept the epic cash that I gave him. I don't know. The guy probably needs the money, so you can't fault him if he wanted to spend it. So I No, I wouldn't fault him at all. I'm just curious. I asked him how easy is it to just flip it into something you can use over in Bulgaria. And he didn't answer. But okay. uh, I'm guessing you could just go to a Bitcoin machine. Uh, the V wallet is really good for flipping it into Bitcoin. Yep. And that's how you'd, you'd un unload it into, I think they're called Levs over there. So get a, get a couple Levs from your Bitcoin. There you go. I don't know. I'm guessing Bitcoin is probably the most convertible crypto in the world. I'm guessing. I would think so. But then again, I'm sure you could walk around Eastern Europe with U.S. dollars, or maybe they even take Bitcoin in some places. Who knows? Yeah. So it's been a big week over at the Epic Farm. Uh, tell us all about it. I'm sure you have something exciting to say about it. And while you're doing that, I'll open up the FacoTube chat and make well, sure... Well, you, you know, you know, I... Uh... After my live stream on Friday, I went on a, a weekend retreat. No, I didn't know that. Where, where I didn't have uh, any electronics. Um, oh. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it, it, it was pretty 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 ama pretty amazing. And um, what was amazing about it? Well, a lot of things. Okay. A lot of things. It's it's really. It was one of these kind of get right uh, weekends where. Uh, for me, really, it was kind of okay. get right with uh, from a, a body standpoint and kind of uh, just recalibrating your body. Um, yeah. For me, so you're out of calibration to be able to uh, to sleep. Okay, um, and so that it ended up being pretty successful. To where you know, uh, it, it, it's just like I'm sleeping like a baby now. So it, it's great. You know, when you unplug from electronics and stuff, it just kind of tends to put you back in balance. But uh, then when I plugged back in on Monday morning, Epic Cash had gone from like, you know, uh, 40, 50 cents to a buck 50. <laughs> I'm like, I got to I got to leave more often, you know. So it was really nice to see. Uh, and it was a lot of volume too. A lot of people are investing a lot of money in it. And so it's good to see. 
Yeah, I didn't look at the volume part. Where do you find that? Uh, in in Veet, you can go in and uh, and take a look at the uh, under markets. And when you go to buy up at cash, you'll be able to see you know the chart, you know that 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 squiggly thing that shows up and down and the volatility. But then at the bottom, uh, you're able to see the uh, the amount of volume that's being traded on a daily basis. So uh, looked like there was you know, about three BTC one day that was, uh, so, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars uh, was, in, was invested in Epic Cash. Somebody swooped in and picked them up a, a lot. And uh, it, 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 it's a beautiful thing to see. I think people are starting to pay attention and recognizing the inadequacies of the surveillance orange coin and um, are recognizing that, uh, you know, being able to have a non-confiscatable asset is really going to be important. And uh, one that is privacy at the protocol level uh, is going to make all the difference in the world um, as, as we uh, move towards the land of crickets. Very good. Very good. And I also um, got some tokens to help um, get the Epic into other coin exchanges. That was what you called for last week where yeah. they had a, a raise. So I guess we're loaning the Epic Corporation money to invest and get onto other exchanges. So I Well, got- there's no corporation, so you kind of have to be careful with the words. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you don't, you don't want to give any, uh, any, any bait out there for the SEC to say, oh, Ab the fakeologist, he called it a corporation. Okay. You're, you're a security. Okay. No, no corporation. So, so what, did, what, did, what did I do then? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? You, uh, you donated um, some of your epic cash towards. Actually, uh, I donated some Monero. Oh, better, better still. So Monero yeah. to be able to help us um, uh, complete our liquidity for change now, which uh, I think we're there. I think we've we we as as a collective community, we have raised about I think it's a hundred and sixty to eighty thousand dollars, and that gets us on CoinStore, which is a, an exchange over in Singapore. And uh, change, uh, change now. Not not change now, or is it change now? Gosh, I am having a yeah, change now, um, uh, which which allows us to be able to, um, you know, the Epic Pay Wallet. Right now, you only have a send and receive, but uh, getting onto Change Now will allow us to uh, be able to buy and sell within the wallet too and swap. So if you have other assets, so you could have, for example, taken your Monero and swapped it for Epic Cash. And that's only because we are on the Change Now exchange. And the thing, and, and the funny thing is, uh, Change Now, prior to a year, you know, a year ago, we couldn't have gotten, we could never get their attention. We tried, but we were just too small. And, you know, the markets were just too bullish. They didn't have time. The uh, listing fees would have been $100,000, dollars 
So the world has really changed. And uh, they actually came to us because they, uh, you know, one of the, the, the leadership there started paying attention and they really like Epic Cash for, you know, our, all of our positive attributes, not just to be another coin listed on their exchange. So that's pretty cool. But uh, how will that, uh, how does the swap work? Uh, how does, what, what do you have to do? Do you have to still go to market like in Veet? Or do you just literally say transfer Monero to Epic in that wallet? I can't remember. How does that work? Uh, I don't, I'm not the gearhead, the, the crypto okay. gearhead to be able to do it. All I know is that once it's integrated, you can uh, put your asset in there. Uh, just like with, with uh, MetaMask, I guess, to where you could um, uh, say, I want, I have, you know, 10 Monero and I want to exchange it into Epic and it will do the calculation for you and tell you how many Epic you would get for that Monero minus the fee that would be involved, you know, which is usually anywhere two, three percent, right? And then if you decide to swap, you just click the button and boom, magically behind the scenes, they do all of the, you know, everything needed to be able to deliver uh, Epic to you in return for the uh, XMR that you would, you would give to the, uh, to the transaction. Okay. I sort of get that. All right. That's cool. I was just bringing up the Epic cash different telegrams on the telegram group here until yep. it froze and here it is now i can see it again so if you want if you type fake if you type fake11.com forward slash epic that will get you into the main telegram epic group which i believe is epic cash community yeah it is mm -hmm. so that's where all the action is that is our, that is our primary lobby that's where everyone who's just Becoming epic curious should go. Just start following along a little bit. It's a great community. And then based upon what your interests, if you are interested in learning how to mine or you're a trader uh, or you're an artist or you're a writer or um, goodness, if you're interested in governance, we have a Dow governance group, just a myriad of different groups. Um, then there's the uh, you can search for Uncle Vigilante Lounge, and that's my little corner of Telegram. Um, it's a real small community. We have maybe a couple hundred people in there, but they're all kind of one of us, more of the fakeologist types. And uh, that's where I kind of, you know, I don't wear my epic uh, cash hat uh, as much in there. That's just where, you know, I like talking about everything you and I like talking about. Oh, okay. So you got Epic and Truth in there. Right. That's correct. Yep. Let's see. Just looking at some of your stuff here. Yeah. See that, that picture? That's yeah. My, uh, that's my buddy, Eric. He was my mentor when I first graduated college and I had my first job. And uh, he and I met here about a month ago at Mel's Hot Dogs here in Tampa, Florida. We ate there at Mel's Hot Hold Dogs. Time. 11 yeah. seconds. Eight okay. years in a row. Um, and uh, so it was kind of a nice reunion. And I uh, talked to him about Epic Cash. And uh, this afternoon, I spent about three hours with with uh, 
with Eric and uh, he can, he had come into some money uh, from his parents. I mean, the, the, the way you wouldn't want to, but his yeah. parents passed away. Okay. And, and so that, that money hit his account. So he's like, Todd, I, 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 you know, I've really thought about everything and I've listened to a ton of your videos and uh, researched and he goes, I want to, I want to buy a, a bunch of Epic cash today. So if you take a look at today's price action, uh, you can, you can thank Eric for it because uh, he invested quite a bit in it. Oh, and wow. He moved the market today. He moved the market, but uh, it was fun. I, I'm really, I'm really happy for him. And there was a specific number that he almost got to, and it really, really bothered me. So I'm like, bro, you know, <laughs> do you have Zell? He's like, yeah. And I said, okay, let's just, let's just call it a dollar 60 per Epic, you know, send me $900 uh, via Zelle and I'm going to send you the coins. It's going to get you over this threshold because you just could, shouldn't be like, you know, 600 coins short or 550 <laughs> coins short. It was bothering me. So we topped him off and he, he, he ended up, uh, he has a really nice number, nice round number. And, uh, more than that, he uh, he's just a really, really smart, best salesperson I've ever met. And uh, he just retired. So he has a lot of time on his hands and he is incredibly networked. And I know that once he really digs in and starts to understand Epic, he will evangelize accordingly. And so I anticipate uh, a lot of new community members will come through Eric. And that's how you do it, man. One person at a time, Ab. No, I I hear you. Why did he have to come to you? Are you saying he couldn't get what he wanted on the on the Epic or on the Veet market? And the Veet market is the primary market to get Epic. Is that right? Uh yeah, that's that's or the right. only market. Current currently, that's where you go. Yeah. Um. No, he came to me to be able to help him. Oh. Uh, he 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 got his BTC and he's he's just he was just nervous on how to buy it, and so I spent the afternoon walking him through. You know, getting his BTC into Veet and and moving it over into the trading channel, trading oh, area. Okay. You know, just walking him through it step by step, and then clicking clicking the upper red, and then hitting buy, and just continuing to chomp, 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 and uh, and so then after he was done and he he used all of his BTC, then he was just a little bit short of that you know round number that that was bothering me. I'm like, nah, dude, you got it. You got it. You need some more. So, so Uncle V topped him up. All right. I got, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, I actually forgot. You can type, you can click on the red uh, numbers to populate, auto populate the order right. price. Yeah. Right. Right. Actually, actually didn't know that. It's a little tip. Learn something every day. Hey, we got Harmon on the line. Hello, Harmon. Hey, how Harman's are you doing? Here. Today? I'm, um, uh, I was going to ask you first, Ab. I I got a I when I did my monthly subscription with you, and then PayPal or someone came up and said I got these. You want to cancel these? I don't know what you're under. You're not under like Patreon. So what is it? I'm, I might have canceled you for this month. I got to redo it. Well, I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm I'm I, I'm wide open, so I don't want to limit anyone. But I did your monthly. I did your monthly reoccurring one. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, we're yeah, on. But I did that. No, I did that like three months ago. But I don't mm -hmm. know if I because they sent me a notice. And I had to cancel something, and I I didn't recognize it, so I don't know what name yours comes under. Who's they? Who sent you a cancellation? 
Oh, they didn't send me a cancellation. They said, these people are, do you know this is a recurring bill? Oh, I see. Uh, uh, PayPal. I oh, think. PayPal? Okay. I, well, we're on PayPal. We're on DonorBox. Those are the recurring yeah, what, ones. What is your name? What is your name under it? Fakeologist. It does say fakeologist. Mm -hmm. I didn't see one that said fakeologist. All right. I'll recheck. Uh, just making sure. And I'm glad you had a good vacation. A little a little break from all the stuff, Uncle. That's really good Thank for you. you. Yeah, it that, was I'm really glad for that. I, I seen the fire. You sent me the picture of the fire and stuff that you were there and just that was yeah. it. And after that, you just got to just relax. <laughs> I just relaxed and uh, it got too many mosquito bites, but that's okay. That's okay. In Florida? Those are the Bill Gates mosquitoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, look out. Watch out. Watch out. You can, you can call me Uncle Zika. Right, right. Uncle Zika. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to ask a little bit on the Epic. Uh, okay, on um, the Epicenter, which is like when you, you, you always talk about the bank of me, right? Right. So I'm looking. So it, it, and uh, so the ECR, ECR uh, stands for every citizen's reserve. You got it. That's in the ecosystem, right? So that's just a reserve, as he says. It would be set up sort of like it would be these our central bank, like their central bank would be on fiat. This is ours, and we do it. So when we do a a, a loan to ourselves, yeah, I know you have to put in if some of your epic cash yep and and how many ecrs you have you know like when they did that screenshot we got the ecr so what gets me it says you have to stake the ecr so do you know anything about that well you have to you have your epic and ecr then creates the e1 oh, and the USD. Yeah. Yeah, right. You need those to create the EUS or the wrapped EPIC that you stake. And from there, you can borrow USDT from the EUSDT from it. And uh, <laughs> so if you have, um, let's say you want to borrow uh, $10,000, you would stake, it's probably going to be, you know, $20,000 worth of Epic, maybe even a little That's bit okay. more. So let me see. Let me ask you a question. Okay, I got that right. So you got to, yeah. let's say I have a thousand Epic. Okay. And just to make it easy, Epic's worth $10. So it's 10,000, you say. So I take a thousand Epic and I put it and I stake it into the, the reserve. And no, because the you want the reserve to always be flush, right? The ECR token is the reserve. Am I, well, you, am I following you need, right? huh? you need to bury ECR with your Epic, and that allows but you, you to, be able it, right? to to create oh. the next uh, asset, which is, I believe it's E1. And then from E1. Right. It, it, it's E1. And so you can only take out 50, up to 50%. You don't have to take out 50%, but you have to leave at least 50% of your stake into Correct. the reserve so it would always have enough money in it. Okay, now this is where I was getting to. Now they say that you you could always get your coins back. Okay, so this is why I use the number uh, one thousand. Okay, yeah, I mean ten thousand, uh, ten dollars. So, so I borrowed. This is through the fifty percent. It's easy. I borrow fifty percent. I borrow half of that what I staked. Okay, now 
how do I get that paid back and get my coins back? When the coin goes up to the say it's at ten dollars, it goes to a hundred dollars now. Yeah, now you only have to pay back ten percent, the equivalent of ten percent of of the value, the increased value. So you're letting the appreciation of Epic take care of your loan. So if you ever want those back, maybe you don't want them back. Maybe you just let it ride, and then all of a sudden it goes up to, you know, uh, to, to where yeah, to to where your your loan is only one percent of that, you know, total increased value. Um, Plus, that's my the, understanding. The longer we keep it into the into the reserve, the stronger it makes our community. Also, is that, is that yeah, right? Yeah, because you're locking up you're locking up supply. You're taking all that that's supply. So like. Imagine yeah. everybody is you going out and buy themselves a car. It yeah. just creates an amazing amount of scarcity, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy of numbers go up. Technology. Um, it's really uh, an amazing design. I've been really reading a lot. I've just been reading a lot. And one of these things, I think Max must wrote most of this. Anyway, this is one that says security, scalability, and decentralization. It's no longer necessary to sell, settle for only two. This yep. is a word he's got in here. I had to look it up. It's a great word. By weaving the strengths of the multiple independent blockchains together. Now, what is the independent blockchains? Is that just us or within our group or is that outside? That's that's within our that's within our ecosystem. Yeah, with whatever, how many different coins we have, right? Different type of tokens. Right. All right. Okay. Yep. So, and then he put uh, blockchain together into one robust fabric. The the, the Epic Center, try. Uh, I I learned. Oh, triumvirate, triumvirate of the Epic ECR and USD. That yep. word triumvirate he used. I, it sounds just like that. And I looked it up. What a wonderful word. It means they all work together like almost in yep. harmony. Yep. <laughs> is, that, is Mac not almost, a genius? I mean, <laughs> just how he writes, how he thinks. Uh, yeah, it, I really love how he writes. Yes. And yeah. where, did, where did you find that writing? Where did you find that? Where can we look at that? It, 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 you go to the epicenter to introduction to the ECR. You go to tech. Uh, Epic Tech, and it's a 14-page. Then while you're looking at it, there's a... So if you go to Epic.tech, There's a PDF that you have to click on, and it's a 14-page PDF, and that's where you find that difference. Oh, okay. It's within what you're looking at, Uncle was saying. and But if you look, there's a little tab there. It says download PDF. Oh, and that's where it gives you so much more information. Right. Uh, I'll put. I'll, I'll get a copy of it uh, and put it in your... Um, put it in the FACO chat. Okay, I'll put it, yeah, that's a good idea. Put it in there. So that at epic.tech? Yeah. Uh, epic epic well, I don't know. I just, I'm putting this. Um, okay. There, do you see it? You can see it now? I will go to the FacoTube chat. Okay, very well. See, we can click on the links in the FacoTube chat. That's the PDF, yeah. Okay, very good. That's good. Yeah, and that's it. And that's where you could just read, read yeah. and read and. And I have to have my dictionary out. I always got it going back and forth and reading Max's words and the words he uses is so awesome once you understand them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand this whole uh, this whole part of it, but I'll have to read that too. That's interesting. Yeah, it really helps you. It really helps you. And, and uh, I love this. I love that. I love that word he used, triumphant. Tri what was the word again? I can't remember. Try and wear it. 
trying to vary. Try T-R-I-U-M Veridity. Verit. Verit. Triumvirate. Right. Yeah. That's the word. You know that word? Yes, I've heard of it. It's usually, it's, it, I looked at it, it says usually used in a, like a military form or something like that, but it also works together in unity of, of the coins. Yeah, it means, it means, it means three men, literally in Latin, three men. So, you know what it means? Yeah. Tree, tree, trium is three in Latin and virit is man. Oh, okay. I believe. I didn't know trium. Sexist. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's on page. That's on page three on the right side. There's no, second paragraph down. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, All right, up. then I don't want to bother you guys anymore. I just want to say hi and just that was try nice. to get that look here. And it looks like you have more than enough monthly donations coming in to, from what I can <laughs> figure. I can't quite figure it out. I, I'd have to go into my control panel and take a look, but Armin, you've been more than generous. I appreciate it and all your support. Well, you, you, well, you can thank Uncle, Uncle V because I support I know. him, and he okay. supports you, so that's all it takes. I know. I, uh, he's a good reference, obviously. That's really good. All that's right, it. then. You guys take care. Thank all you. Right. Thanks for calling. So, so Ab, if you go to vigilantetv.tv. Okay. What's there? Vigilante.tv. Go okay. to there. Oh, that's um, Dollar that's- Vigilante. Yeah, Dollar Vigilante. That's why I, I that's why I, I'm disturbed that your name is just pretty much the same as his. Well, you know what? It, it's funny. It's it's uh It's causing confusion. I, I, I opened the show today and I said, you know, uh, greetings, greetings. This is Uncle Vigilante, and I unapologetically cover epic cash. Yes, it is Uncle Vigilante, not to be confused with the crypto vigilante, because the crypto vigilante, they pump and dump but what uncle vigilante does is educate and hold because that's what we do we just educate we don't pump oh wow there there you are on the front page i know is that not amazing tim moen who's that so he he, on vigilante tv he puts his favorite uh videos they upload them to his own well, he, he actually has, like, this guy who interviewed Max, that's his own gig. So he gets, you know, he he it, he is endorsed by Jeff, but Jeff doesn't control his content. Right, of course. So, so that's what's cool is here the Vigilante clan who can't stand Epic. It was so beautiful to see, you know, Epic Cash being on Vigilante TV. I wouldn't have thought for in a million years that would happen, but it is a really, really good interview. Well, I'll download it. Uh, yeah, Jeff, from what I understand, Vigilante TV is just Jeff's favorite video producers, and he puts them on. But, of course, right. he's, just, he's just mirroring them. They already probably are have their own video channels, and he, yeah. he mirrors it on uh, Vigilante TV, which is a PeerTube video platform. I tried to get PeerTube working, but it just there just wasn't enough information for me to get it going. Yeah, um, I think you need some kind. Of, I I don't even understand exactly how it works, but I just couldn't see me myself getting an instance of it up easily. Okay, and um, it's peer to peer, sort of like BitChute. I'm not against peer to, but it just didn't seem ready for someone as simple as me to figure it out. So mm. I, I think Jeff has a lot of tech heads working for him. 
which makes it a lot easier. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I will uh, see if I can get that. I think. Oh, yeah. He, he's generous enough to put a download button on, I think. I will download it in the lowest quality. So there you go. I will definitely take a peek at that. Why is why are the vigilantes so against? Why would they be? What's what's their beef? Shouldn't they just be in support of anything? No, because their model is to oh. be able to front run a pick, right? Mm-hmm. So their picks were Monero, Pirate, Darrow, others, right? Mm-hmm. But you cannot front run Epic. You have to buy it like everybody else. There's no you know, so so uh, with with Epic, Epic is um, uh, Epic threatens them because Epic is um, ah, shit. How can how can I describe this? They can't manipulate Epic. Okay, and and so and Epic is superior privacy tech than Monero or Pirate, and. So for, when you take a look at their subscription service is all about which assets you should hold. It is in their best interest to be able to protect the assets that are in their portfolio. So 50%, for example, of their portfolio is Monero. So you better believe that they don't want to support another privacy crypto that has better tech because it could, um, you know, it could it could minimize the value of XMR. And so they... How do you know they hold so much Monero? Is that listed somewhere? Yeah, that's part of when you become a uh, crypto vigilante subscriber for 800 bucks a year, right. uh, you get all of their reports, which includes the portfolio that they hold, which they recommend you mirror. Um, it's really beautiful model. I mean, they charge 800 bucks per person, for them to, t- you know, tell you what to think, tell you what to buy, and uh, it allows them to be able to go out and acquire whatever their next pick is silently, you okay, know, yeah. buy, buy, buy. And anonymously, too, because it's a privacy and coin. And then they set up their sell walls uh, when, when they're ready to um, announce the pick, and you have the subscriber base just, you know, FOMOing in, and... It, 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 you know, you meet their cell wall. And, so, and that's what happened to you. That personally yeah. happened to you. And that's what set you off on a yeah, tear. That actually brought you to Epic Cash. That's right. That's what ignited my ire. And uh, where I said, hell no, I see what you're doing. And uh, yeah, man, that was almost, Gosh, two and a half years ago. Maybe? So without that incident, you would have probably not known maybe about Epic Cash. Uh, depends. I mean, I think I would have ultimately stumbled upon it, but I would have probably been under the spell yeah. of the crypto vigilante. And every time somebody would bring up Epic Cash, and I'd see Raphael or Mister X uh, say, "Oh, Epic Cash is a shit coin," I probably would have believed it. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, because you had a vested interest in maintaining the illusion because you'd be spending 800 bucks a year on the newsletter. Exactly. To be quite exactly. biased, yeah. And, and, and you know, they're the ones that christened me Uncle Vigilante. So, you know, that was kind of good for the ego initially. And uh, I would have wanted to just be, you know, 
part of the posse. Right? Yeah, you were a hot commodity for a little bit. You, you came on, you came on the scene flaming. I remember all that. Yeah, for a little bit, <laughs> and, and and then I opened my mouth <laughs> and and uh, pushed back. So uh, I became persona non gratis. Uh, Did you ever yeah. get any direct messaging telling you to cease and desist, or? You, how did what happened? No, because I came on so strong, and because I stirred the shit up so much, they yeah. immediately they immediately banned me. But they they were smart enough though to not just ban me, but they also refunded all of my money for my subscription service to both Dollar Vigilante and Crypto. Oh, Vigilante. without asking, without asking. Yep, right. yep. So that. So that I didn't go on that war path, you know, um, but but yeah, but that's 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 how they roll. Is if you have anything, you know, dissenting to say, uh, they either mock you or they ban you, and um, so it just becomes a giant echo chamber. So that really doesn't sound like they're too sincere about promoting the best privacy coin. That's really not what they're about. That's that's what oh, that they're, implies. They're, 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 it's a business model. They're yeah. brutal. They're brutal. You know, they put enough content out there. Raphael walks around like he's just Mister Austrian economics smart boy, and um, but but they're very cunning. It's all about you know getting sheep to be able to buy what they say to buy. Yeah, their business model is not about the eight hundred bucks a year. You know, their business model is about uh, providing picks to where they've already bought it and it's pump and dump after pump and dump after pump and dump. And uh, they go on to the next one and the sheep just are like under the spell. That I mean, that literally is it. It's just being under the spell. And all of these poor people who've been under the spell have seen Pirate go from, you know, two bucks to four was, bucks, the six to bucks, 15, yeah. to fifteen bucks, and then boom! After Jeff's bunker was funded, uh, you know he dumped everything uh, to be able to pay for it, and it drove the price down to where today it is twenty nine cents. Whoa! You know, yeah, it's it's very sad, and so you have all of these. But is it, is it still a decent coin? Do you think? No, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. It's use it's use cases to be a privacy coin. Yeah. But it doesn't hold its value unless it's pumped. I mean, the volume on Trade Ogre is so uh Thin. It's phantom because it's just it, it's just this bot trading back and forth. You know, so the volume is I think Max said that uh if you wanted to sell uh he went through it it's on my channel today or my live stream today. He went through it. If you wanted to, if you wanted to dump your R, the max you could dump without moving the price like wildly down, like from twenty nine cents to nineteen cents, yeah. uh, is is like eight hundred bucks. I mean, wow. think about it. so that's so thinly traded now. Nobody's in there. It's going to zero. It's Whoa. going to. That's crazy. I'm gonna look yeah. that up. That is the Uncle Vigilante channel on YouTube going strong. I'll put a link to today's show. Yeah. It, it, go to the live where, so when you, yeah, go to the live. There it is, Pompliano. 
He did an infomercial for Epic Cash. It was awesome. You know Anthony Pompliano, right? Pomp? I do not. Never heard of him. Oh, he's very famous. He's the biggest Bitcoin shiller in the world, second to 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 Michael Saylor. Okay. Um, so what did he did he do something for you guys? No, I oh. played a three minute and eighteen second clip of him talking to another dude talking about the inadequacies of Bitcoin and that really what we need to work on is figuring out how we can integrate privacy at the protocol level. So he was saying everything that Epic Cash is, is what they need to do to fix Bitcoin. So Max and I, we riffed on that and it was great. So I just, I, I just used the fact that he was talking about us without talking about us. He didn't know he was talking about us, but we are the solution. And people are going to start paying attention. Wow. But this today's live stream was really good. I encourage everyone to watch it um, for a couple of reasons. One, we spend a little bit of time talking about the scammers that are out there. As we get larger, you know, we're coming under attack. So everybody, you know, please pay attention to those. Those initial 10 minutes might seem boring because we're talking about scammers and maybe you've never been scammed, but. I always say, but by the grace of God, go I. I mean, it could be me next because these guys are getting so darn clever. Like they are completely mirroring people's portfolio. And uh, like Mother Trucker, she's very prolific. Um, but instead of Mother, M-O-T-H-E-R, it's M-Zero-T-H-E-R. So if you're not really looking closely, you don't pick that up. And so it looks like you're talking to Mother Trucker and ultimately, you know, these scammers are very good at going back and forth with you and then ultimately get, getting you to, you know, give up your seed words crazy enough or uh, send some epic to, you know, their address that, that, that you think you're supporting something like CoinStore or, or Change Now. And uh, really what you're doing is you're just sending it to a, an imposter and so we got to be really vigilant on protecting ourselves and each other. Uh, and then, you know, we went through uh, some really, really positive news about Epic Cash. And then we, we finished it up with uh, riffing about Pompliano and we showed that video. It was, it was really great. All right. Uh, I'm trying to download it, but YouTube is funny. I can't download it because I guess it's too fresh of a video. Uh, yeah. It, it, How long it, does that take for this awful service called YouTube to uh, I know. allow it? So I can't download it maybe it's till tomorrow. Yeah. Let me just tell everyone here, FacoTube, which is sponsored by Epic Cash, once my show is over, you can download this thing immediately. There's no delay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's no delay. So FacoTube is where it's at. It's sponsored by Epic Cash. What, what, uh, what's happening in the world, Ab? Well... A couple things exciting happened to the Abmeister, and I might, when you hang up at nine, I might call a gentleman in and around East Palestine, Ohio. He's boots on the ground there. Great. And somebody from, I believe, Master of None, who's on Discord and on Telegram is some other name, recommended he call. So I had a bit, a bit of a brief chat with him on uh -huh. the drive home, and he helped me fix my, um, phone line so I could hear him or he could hear me because obviously no one's calling me on the mobile but I got that fixed thanks to him so we might talk for a little bit Great. and uh, so there's boots on the ground there apparently he was on Tim Truth I know you like Tim Truth love Tim Truth you got to get him into Epic Cash 
He'd be another uh, good ally. He's a yeah, very he prolific broadcaster. Yep. And he's also on Value for Value. I think he runs some kind of website. It seems like it's like Faco Tube, but you have to subscribe, and that's how he makes money. That's okay. where he, I think he. I think it is a Faco Tube where he puts his favorite videos up. I can't remember the name of the website right now, but mm -hmm. uh, he promotes that now. Of course, Faco Tube is free. It's value for value. It's supported by people who go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate, and of course, we do take Epic Cash, especially through the Veet Wallet. And we're just value for value. You pay whatever you think it's worth. Harmon thinks it's worth a lot, so he donates quite a bit. But if you just want to send one epic cash, you can through the Veet wallet. So it's easy. And I you think gotta, you got to scroll up so that people can actually see the QR code. Yep. There you go. There I really you think go. people should um, support value for value. And I don't know if Tim Truth is as easy to donate to as I am. But people need to uh, check that out. So there's that. Uh, I got a message from Patrick Timponi, who has some kind of radio show in Texas. He's been a broadcaster for 30 years. He mm -hmm. wants the fakeologist on his broadcast. Well, that's awesome. He said, I, I don't know if some, I don't know if, if one of my uh, listeners maybe sent him a message, but uh, he reached out. So that's. that's Great. This guy here, so I'll drop some epic cash discussion on there for sure because I'm a Beautiful. I'm a believer. Beautiful. So he's a longtime broadcaster. Yeah, I, he's he looks really familiar. But like everyone else, he's a podcaster now, and that puts us all on the same level playing field. We're that all the does. same now. Yep. Uh, we all have a voice. Uh, this guy's got a pretty deep, cool radio voice. Seems like a, a an interesting guy. So we'll maybe talk to him a bit. You know what he kind of looks like? You know the guy on TV that had the big afro that uh, does the painting? You know, he, he spoke really soft and, yeah, let's make a tree. And, oh, look at the beautiful leaves. We'll just mix a little of this paint. No, is that the painting network? It's it's just this dude that was, you know, when I was young, he was he was just... He was just so, he, he's the painter guy. I don't know, but he had an afro, but kind of looks like that guy, you know? Um, he's been on the radio since since the day I was born, 1967. Unbelievable. unbelievable. So that's a big career. I don't even, I'm, I don't even know if I could do this, this kind of thing for that long. I just do it as something for fun, but wow, to make a living doing it for this, this long, that's amazing. That's truly that's, amazing. That's a good run, man. So there's that guy. I'm trying to put a show together with uh, John Friend, the Jews did it, and Johnny Cerucci, the Jesuits did it. Yeah. So we're getting real close to getting those guys together. Nice. So that'll be interesting because I think that's one of your questions all the time. Who are they? Who are they? So they think yeah. it's them, but all I need is one person to represent the Freemasons did it. And then I think I have a try and wear it. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really good idea for a show well i'm not sure of anyone so when when someone said when someone is so committed to a, a belief i'm just i'm wondering what's wrong with me that i don't have a strong belief in that department i don't do you have a strong belief in who are them is it uh, uh, my my who are they uh ultimately goes to levels that most people talk, don't talk about 
Right. I believe it's a spiritual war. Okay. So where do they meet? I, I believe, huh? Where do they meet? Oh, Skate Destroy says that was Bob Ross you're talking oh, about. Yeah, Bob Ross, thank you. Thank you. You should pull up Bob Ross. Okay, uh, I will. Bob Ross, we go to presearch.com, type in Bob Ross. Presearch is a Canadian search engine. And then do images. Oh, he died. 1995. All right. There we go. <laughs> Got the fro going. Okay, you think they look the same? Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. A little bit. You take the hair away, that ball of fur. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I must have missed that show. <laughs> There's a raccoon. Raccoons get a bad rap, man. I have I have six raccoons in my back property, my little sanctuary back there. Greg Shant says the Anglos did it. The Anglos, they're the ones in charge. They did it. They're they're the uh, the rulers of this world. The Anglos. And we have someone in the chat named Unknown User. I think that's actually their username. Unknown <laughs> User. Hello. Skate and Destroy says, Johnny talked about it today. He sounded interested in doing it. Get back to him. Yeah, we are. We have an email thread going right now about the topic Skate and Destroy. So maybe a week Sunday, we're trying to negotiate a time. Johnny was the, Johnny was the one that, uh, that, that woke me up to the notion that the earth might not be what I thought it was. Johnny Cerucci? Yeah. Oh, I wow. Remember, I listened to him all the time, and I'll never forget. Okay. And, and we we communicated back and forth yeah. quite a bit. Um, and I'll never forget one day he was he started talking about this flat Earth, right? And you never heard I, that. I reached I reached out to him and I said, "You were referencing flat Earth a lot. Please tell me you were joking." And he said, "No, it's flat." <laughs> and I'm like, because I respected him so much, you know, it, it really knocked me back it was the first time that i was just you know truth smacked and i didn't know what to do with it um so i asked him for some you know <laughs> can you can you ground that i mean what what's your basis for it and he sent me some uh suggested books to read and i did and um that 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 just really started my journey into you know, everything. Because once you start going down that path, then you start questioning everything, you know? Um, but of course... That's interesting. Why did you... How did you find Johnny? How did that... He, he had he had a podcast forever and I just... I loved him. Right. I, I loved how he was talking about, you know, all all roads lead back to Rome and he just, he just made sense, you know? I mean, he's so... I bought his book... Okay. Books, books, plural. Um, and he, he, he's just, his research is just second to none. I mean, he footnotes everything. So he brings you back to the original source material and you just can't deny that he, 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 he has basis for every, all of his assertions, you know? Um, he doesn't just say shit to, uh, say it. He says it, and he provides links to say, "Here's why I'm saying it." Do your own research now. Um, 
I've given you all the breadcrumbs. So, no, I, I like Johnny a lot. He I don't listen to him forever, though. Yeah, he's on Odyssey. He's been talking a long time, and he's the... He sort of picked up where Eric John Phelps left off when talking yeah. about the Vatican did a, is in charge of everything. And they certainly have a much bigger organization than, say, the disorganized or little organized uh, Judea. But uh, we'll... See, my, my question is, how, what's the connective tissue? I'd be interested in hearing what he has to say with, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab, WEF, and those demons, mm -hmm. and whoever's pulling the strings above them. Is it Rome above the WEF right. at the end of the day? I don't... Well, I think he'll say for sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. So he's right. on Odyssey, so I'll have to... Apparently, he mentioned the potential meetup between mm -hmm. uh, the Realist Report and the uh, Resistance Rising site. I like I, his, like his I name. would love to hear that live, so you let, you let me know. That Please. might be a week Sunday, because this Sunday we have Steve from Space Busters coming on. Okay. And he's going to talk communitarianism. So we talk about just about all kinds of things that are concerning the takeover of the world. Great. So we're all we're all over the place. You're never going to get one topic. And I really, I'm kind of like you. I just, I just have no idea. I have some suspicions, but yeah. I don't, I don't have any proof. So I just keep talking about it. And right, I'm stunned that people are so sure it's this guy or that guy. I know that there's lots of things that are made to be made to look obvious, but aren't those the things we're supposed to not look at? Right. So it's a double right. fake. Yeah, I have I have no no idea. You know, I've, I've just learned that, uh, and and I'm so glad that I have epic cash to be able to talk about. Um, yeah, you're you, you, that's your main thing. But yeah, because because it's it's pretty it's pretty benign. You know, it sure people may not be into crypto. People people may have their favorite projects or coins or whatever, but it's nothing that you know, really, really uh, uh, impacts or accosts people's sensibilities. Whereas if you start... It cuts across the differences because we all need money. So it's, right. it cuts across the differences. Let's not keep dividing ourselves into infinite groups. That's right. That's right. We all but need to... You know, the Jews need to pass money to the Jesuits somehow. So why not use Epic Cash? That's right. There you go. Right? I love it. Let's all connect the all these dividing. I love it. Epic Cash is the solution to cure the world. Exactly. And you know, the Vatican, just take your gold and turn it into <laughs> Epic Cash. Convert it into Epic Uncle Cash. Vigilante will store the gold for you. It's not a problem. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. But... uh but yeah, I I have uh, I have you know within the Epic Cash community, it's like you start talking. I start talking about flat Earth and people, you know, entertaining uh, guests that are flat Earthers, you know, um, and it just gets people's panties in a wad. They are just they're just like some people. It's just out, they're out of their mind that that. I would stoop to the level of just even having a conversation about this silly notion. You know what I mean? Well, and don't you think it's for most normal people to go from fiat currency to anything crypto? 
is yeah. the same leap. It's a huge leap. That's true. It's That's really true. crazy. No one has ever considered changing currencies in their lifetime. I know. I know. I know. Isn't the dollar forever? I mean, that's really how most people look at it. Exactly. Um, so, so it, hey, you have a you have to have a certain certain ability to look at new ideas. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my lovely wife just poked okay. her head in, and she asked. She gave me one of these where the the fingers like come. So wow. Okay. She needs me, but so I gotta love you and leave you, but. Um, so next next week we'll we'll be back on our normal schedule, which is Tuesday. Okay, that's fine. Is if that works for you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you you give me permission if if I get a an insistent guest or my schedule gets moved around, you're okay. You're flexible enough always. to miss a day or move a day. Always, always. right? Always. Okay. This is just sort we're, of our our. We're both that way. Yeah, we're both fine. Okay. And your next uh, epic broadcast is Friday. Is Friday noon Eastern time the Uncle Vigilante channel on YouTube? And what are you talking about then? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I I don't know. Usually, uh, usually I start talking to Max on Thursday, and uh, and and certainly a Friday morning we we have a pretty good idea of what we're going to talk about, and uh, we finalize it from eleven thirty to noon. We're on a call, just in prep mode, and then so, but it'll be good. They're all good. If somebody dumps, say, a hundred grand into Epic, how do you have any idea, or does Max have any idea how that could move the market, or would it'd they be, even be able to buy it? It'd be over a hundred bucks. Oh, okay, so would they even be able to buy? Would there be yeah. en would enough people come to sell to that person? Do you think? Of course. Okay, so there's always enough liquidity. That's that's what would take it over a hundred bucks. So a hundred grand because it's already market capped at what twenty five million. So doesn't that seem like you, you said eight hundred grand, right? Well, I said a hundred grand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said eight hundred grand. Oh no, a hundred grand is would would you know? No, it would it it would probably get it up to three bucks, four bucks. Okay, because it's market capped at twenty two million right now. So the hundred grand is. Epic is, Epic is uh, 22 mil. Yeah. So that's awesome, by the way. So that means a hundred grand would probably take us to 30 million. It's crazy how that, how that works. Okay. hundred grand in would take us to 30 million market cap. Because there just wouldn't be enough people willing to sell it. I don't know. I tried to ask the question to Max on what's the math behind that. Yeah. Because it's crazy to me, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's nuts that, you know, yeah. just my guess is it, it, they'd be hard pressed to find sellers. Maybe. Yeah. Like you're not going to, you're not going to sell a hundred grand no, into no. the system, right? No, never. Right. No. So they wouldn't get it from you. <laughs> no, no. It, and really the, where people get it, you know, at these reasonable prices is just from miners. That, that's their job. They're agnostic. They don't give a shit about Epic versus Ethereum versus, yeah. you know, but how so, fast can they make it? They mine it and they dump it. So, uh, so when there's a having, uh, this you know, in a few months, it's going to be half the supply. So it's half the amount that they would normally dump every day, and that is the numbers go up. Technology, it just be epic becomes more scarce and more scarce and more scarce, and uh, you know, it 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 that's that's why it's just such an excellent asset to be in mm -hmm. and to be able to hold. 
So, all right, I got to scoot. Um, we will we will talk to you next week, my amigo. Take care. All the best. Thanks, and I'm gonna Bye. I'm gonna dial up. Um, I'm gonna dial up uh, the guy from East Palestine since I'm not quite done yet. I don't think he can come on tomorrow because I've got. Um, I think Christine Massey, I left her an invitation a couple days ago to come on, and she just got back to me today, so I should I should probably follow through with her, even though it's Frank's day. Uh, so we're going to call David in East Palestine, if I can find his number here. Okay, so we'll dial this up and see if he answers. And he is in the East Palestine, Ohio area. So we'll give him half an hour worth of chatty chat. Let's see if he answers the phone. Hello? Dave, fakeologist here. Hey. We are now on the air live. I just finished with Uncle Vigilante, and I thought we'd uh, continue our conversation. That sounds good. Oh, I, I should be good for about half an hour. If you're good for half an hour, I got cut off because I switched uh, internet connections, and that's one thing that kills the phone line. So that's what that's oh, what no happened problem. to me. But you got my SMS, and I got your reply. Yeah. So we're good that way. And um, so tell everyone whatever you want to tell them about who you are and where you are calling from. All right. Uh, my name is Dave. Uh, I'm uh, in North Lima, Ohio, which is about 15 minutes from East Palestine. All right. Um, is it Palestine or Palestine? You know what? I say it both ways because I don't really know. <laughs> All right. I hear it both ways. So, you know, I guess I just say it both ways too. All right. Um, I just, and, I'm just wondering uh, how a local would say it. <laughs> they say it both ways too. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, what was I saying? So uh, I. So you're from in and around the area. You said here. Yes. I'm bringing the. Life. I'm bringing up East Palestine onto the map. It's really. Yes. It's almost a suburb of Youngstown, I suppose. Yep. Yes, it is. It is a suburb of Youngstown, a distant suburb. Yep. Actually, it's not that far. It looks like it's only maybe oh. 10 miles. Oh, yeah. From it's, Youngstown? It's really close to Youngstown. Okay. I grew up in Boardman, and it's everything's really close. Like, it's about, uh, there's a bunch of little cities around here, like Poland, Boardman. Where, where is Boardman on this map? Uh, it's probably about 15 minutes from there, too. But the, there's a bunch of... Uh, Which way? I'm, I'm in North Lyman. Uh you're in North Lima, right? But I'm in North Lima, though. That's where I'm at. I'm just saying, I grew up in Boardman. They're all, everything's really close uh, to Youngstown, is what I was trying to say. Oh, I see. Right, Boardman like, is. Oh, I see. They're actually part of Youngstown. Oh, maybe. Yeah. The greater Youngstown area is that a Rust Belt city? Is it a dead city because of industry leaving, or is it still fairly prosperous? No, it's still pretty prosperous. It just depends on the area. Okay. Um, Bourbon's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, big. It's probably one of the biggest one, one of the biggest cities. Okay, that's cool. North Lima's pretty small, though. 
But I, I mentioned that because that's where, that's the place where that, or um, this is the area where the girl went viral about her dead chickens. <laughs> uh, she was from where I live. Oh, and, I uh, see. You're really, really close. I see where you are. You're really close. Okay, now I see North Lima. Gotcha. Yeah. So on the um, TikTok, we could look that up. What, what would we yep. call her? Uh, the East, <laughs> the East Palestine uh, chicken woman. Okay. <laughs> chicken. Just look up, yeah, East Palestine chickens. Now I can type that into um, pre-search. See what I'm doing, guys. And then if I click <laughs> on T for TikTok, it should go to TikTok and find it. We'll find the chicken woman here. All right. Only 217,000 views. This must be it. So Ready, I walked set, up to go. the cage and this, this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked because this, they may be just chickens, but they're family. Brashear says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. All right, chicken woman. So I walked up to the Okay, so that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the problem is there's chickens all over. Like nobody else's chickens have died. Uh, not here, aside from her. Not in East Palestine. Not. Uh, I'm talking like people that live a mile from the the derailment. Right. Their, their chickens are still alive right now. Let's just remember that. Okay. So. Um, so she, there's probably another reason for her chickens to have died if they really died at all. Yes. Why isn't the derailment on Google Maps? Normally they put incidents on their maps. And here's East Palestine. And it looks like the railway goes right through the middle of East Palestine. As far as I can tell. Right. Yeah. Anyway, did you, did you go down there to check things out? Uh, I didn't. But what I did do uh, is I put out buckets uh, the week after the derailment. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I mentioned this is because uh, I purchased a reverse osmosis water system. Now, this was actually a week before the derailment happened. Now, this is important because um, I I just know that our water is shit, our, our food is shit. Can I swear on here? Um, yeah, that's fine. It, the air is shit. I mean, they, they've been poisonous for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I just so happened to buy, get a reverse osmosis system put in. Mm -hmm. The guy that hooked it up said I needed to get a water tester for it mm -hmm. um, to make sure that it was working. Yeah. Where does your so water come from? Um, does it come from a Does it come from city lines? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't have well. I okay. don't use well water or anything like that. Okay. So it probably comes from one of the lakes around you, maybe? Evans Lake, Pine Lake? Are those big enough lakes? Are they small ponds? Well, I, I think it might... Yeah, I'm not sure which lake it comes from, to be honest. I should probably look into that. Okay. But 
So either you, way, though, I was, so you get fluoridated, chlorinated water probably from the city. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And I was able though to get a a, a baseline test reading mm-hmm. of the the uh, ppm, I believe it is parts per million. Yeah. Of the our water, and when when I did it, and this is remember this is before the derailment, it was in the red. It was about three nineteen. Okay, which I was like, yeah, this makes sense. That's why I helped. That's why I got the reverse osmosis. Um, the water Hold on. crap. What what did the PP, ppm of what parts per million of the like particles in the water? And I know, but what particles? Much, I guess stuff you don't want to drink. <laughs> well, it's just usually <laughs> it's just usually minerals. So it looks like here yeah. in Lima, Ohio, um, comes from the river to the reservoirs. Okay. It's North Lima, right? Because there's a Lima, Ohio, too. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if you're looking at Lima or North North. Well, Lima, I typed I in North Lima, but you're right. I think okay. I got I think I got Lima. Okay. Mm-hmm. Totally sure. So you're probably um, on the Youngstown water supply. Yeah, sounds about right. <clears throat> anyway, but, so uh, you're you have hard water. Yeah, that's what that's probably the the mineral content is. It's called hard water. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't drink it. Right, right. Uh, but what I did was because they were talking about acid rain, well, and I just wanted to mention that because I did have a baseline of what the water was like. If people were trying to say that uh, everything was contaminated or whatever, or from the the rain, they were saying it was acid rain. Um, that was a long time I, ago. I, yeah, but and that's when I put buckets out uh, to catch the rainwater because it was raining like after that happened because I had a water tester and I'm like, I'll test, I'll, I'll test it. The, the rainwater that I captured was actually, uh, it was a lower PPM than the, the mm-hmm. fluoridated uh, city water that, that we get. And I went to a park that's right by my house. Um, and I drank some water from the, there was like a stream that goes, yeah, I don't know where it goes. It goes pretty far out though. And this was after it had rained and everyone's talking about acid rain. And well, uh, that was 25 years ago. That's why we had to close all our coal plants. Oh, uh, the, because of acid the, rain. Well, right. But they were, they were talking about it happening again after this. Oh, after wow. The, yeah. That's when I, that's when I tested the, the water. That's when I drank it from the, the park. That's when I wanted to see how bad it was, is what I'm saying. Right. And it wasn't. Um, and I know I'm only 15 minutes away, but, you know, it's still not that far. You know, there's acid rain happening. I probably would have felt it. You're by, you know. well, I don't know. It can't, maybe you're not, humans might not be sensitive enough to that, but here's where you get your water from the Meander Creek Reservoir, which is on the west side of town. Oh, okay. Now, does it say what cities get their water from there? Is it just... No, but you're close enough. I'm pretty sure you probably plugged into Youngstown's pipes. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you're farther away, like East Palestine, they're probably on well water. Yeah, some of them probably have well water. Right. Well, yeah. But anyway, I think you're wise to uh, clean your... or, or use reverse osmosis. That's what I use. Well, it's not that actually, expensive. 
what I do is um, before I had that, before I got that, I actually use a distiller. So I okay, <laughs> I distill the reverse osmosis. Okay, <laughs> that's what I do. So you and really- I, got, I get it. To, I get it to one ppm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. Well, uh, actually, the reverse osmosis filter takes out some some chemicals, and then I have a filter that puts something back in. I can't remember what it is. It might be calcium or something. Oh, so, is it the mineral one? Is it one that puts minerals back into it? It puts something back in. It's just one. I don't know what it is. I have to go look at it under my sink. Mm. But the, um, the the water, the reverse osmosis takes just about everything out, but you want yep. something to be put back in that it takes out right. with everything. But whatever the case, it is a worthwhile investment. It's only a couple hundred bucks for a reverse osmosis system, and you got to just... Replace the carbon filters usually every year. Last year was the first year mine actually plugged, which I oh, really? never happened before. I don't know what that means, but I couldn't figure out why I had no more water So, because I'd never seen a plug before. So once I replaced all the carbon filters, it was back to normal. Ooh, how long did you say you had it? I've had it for a long time, but I usually change the carbon filters every one or two years. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a wise thing, and I drink lots of my own water, so I think it's smart. So you probably are able to get most of the stuff out. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, if, if whatever you wanted to ask me about, because uh, like there's there's a lot I could talk about when it comes to this, but if you if there's any specific like questions or details you want to know about this. Well, what do you think no. happened? Do you, because I really listened to my, my, I, without knowing anything else, I listened to Tim Truth talk about this. I listened to IPS. Have you heard Infinite Plane Radio? IPS, have you ever heard of that guy? Uh, I have not. Oh, he's got a, he's, we've done some cross, cross promotion shows on my channel. He's really good. And his take was that uh, there was a movie called White Noise. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I tried to watch that. That was like pulling my fingernails out and I having someone scream. I, I I was really lucky. I fell asleep at the beginning. I tried to watch it yesterday. And, and I, I it's just horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It, it, I can't. It, I couldn't finish it. It's, it's, I, it's terrible. It, it made no sense. No. I, I don't even. And this is why. I have a theory that mm-hmm. the movie didn't have to make sense. I think, you know what the budget was for it, right? I don't know anything. A hundred million? Yeah. How? Yeah, you can look it up. You can look it up. Because they needed to derail a train. Okay. That's why. Do you think they really that's derailed why. the train or was that a simulation? Well, they did something with a hundred million. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> and if you look at it, if you look at the, the train... It did look kind of. I mean, I I can't say for sure, but with a hundred million dollar budget, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting that you know sometimes I think that these movies, especially that that uh, whatever that was, it, it didn't really need to make sense because the the whole point was to get like the data of how to derail a train, how fast it needed to go, um, and that's this is my theory because. I mean, you saw that movie, or I saw. I, I tried to watch it yesterday. It, it. Well, I, what I'm saying is, 
um, I feel like a lot of the times these movies are really just to, uh, you know, do test runs of, you know, plash, uh, how fast they need a, a plane to go, how heavy it needs to be, or a boat, or a, you know, a train. And that's where they gather their data, and they don't have to really look like they're up to something. It's a movie. I mean, that's my theory. Oh, by the way, if you want to check this out, type in Wheat Germ Movie. This movie has two names. Hey, you're right. Budget $100 million. And it made a yep. whopping seventy nine thousand. So who yeah. would have, who would have lost a hundred million dollars? Well, I guess somebody Net- who wants to be <laughs> well. Netflix somebody bought it, so obviously they would have helped try and recover the cost because it sounds like it went to the, the theaters first, and then the, the Netflix took it and put it well, and bought it out. I think so. Although that doesn't make sense because it says it was released on November 25th in the United States. And then the next month or a week or two later, it's on Netflix. So they're obviously promoting it for the reason of conflating the movie with what they said was a real event. Obviously, that's the point. Right. That's what I think the point is. So it's... it's, it's but what? But like... <laughs> There's no way that movie with like the whatever we were seeing was worth a hundred million. No, I mean, where, where do you think that went? I mean, a good point. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, now, were there a lot of locals to pay off to pretend that something happened was going to happen down the line? So they have a dual purpose where they're going to be movie extras and then they're going to be crisis actors in a couple months. Well, that's that's another thing is. That guy, uh, Ben, oh, what's his name? Hold on. Well, the, the 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 actor that was in the movie, he was like a an extra. He was also interviewed to tell his story about what what happened with the actual derailment. But again, we have to remember he is an actor. Now, <laughs> I do find that interesting. But what's also interesting is. Um, if you type in wheat germ movie, you can type it in on anything, Google, whatever. This is important because wheat this germ movie. movie. Has, I type everything into TikTok now. Oh, well, you probably. You know that TikTok is killing Google right now with the search? Really? Yes. Oh, that's, I actually. That's why the United States, that's why the tech giants are trying to get the U.S. government, their partner, to get rid of it. Because it's killing their business model. Like that's interesting. Anything you live in North Lima? Yeah. Best. This is the test I used the other day. So most people, if they want to know where the what the best Mexican restaurant is in their city, they'll just type it into Google. But yeah. you can type that into TikTok now. So nor so instead of text and text that's promoted or paid for text search links you type it into TikTok North Lima best Mexican restaurants you get this now I think it's North Lima Ohio I guess I have to be careful because there's a lot of Limas <laughs> okay I think I'm I think I'm only going to get Lima Ohio but this uh, is what you get you get a whole bunch of search Ohio 
she can get a taste. Taste, taste. She These are my favorite places to eat at in Ohio, and I'm going back home. Lima edition. I gotta start off with the classic first, QP hammers. The o My point is, this is where every this is where the kids are going. Now, have you had any? I, I know. Sorry. We both agree that pre-search is pretty great because I do love it. Yeah. Uh, it's not Google. That's why it's great. <laughs> yes. Have you ever used TikTok to help you find anything? Because I've, I've never even tried that. Well, actually I've just really been educated on TikTok in the last month. So I'm new to TikTok and I give credit yeah. to the No Agenda show. They're really the ones that are explaining what's really happening. And it makes total sense that the tech giants are going crazy because in tech, people move fast between platforms. So you got to really be ahead of the curve and people can leave your platform overnight. That's why uh, I don't have sponsors. I just have people that make donations and regular donations. But I know people can leave my platform and go to somewhere else overnight and then right. your business is gone. And that's really what's happened with TikTok because the way that it doesn't let you take a breath in between videos. It just keeps pounding you with stuff. Yeah. That uh, it's not very it's not very complicated to give you stuff you like. So if it knows you're liking certain videos, it'll just give you more of it to give you that hit. And it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop scrolling, and it jams the commercials in there in a way that you can't even tell you're watching a commercial right away unless you're really adept. So it's really, wow. really, it's really addictive, and that's where that's that's the flavor of the year, and it's killing yeah. Google because they make money on paid searches. Right. So that's why the they're they're trying to get their their law enforcement partners, the government, to get rid of TikTok. Just say we can't compete. Get rid of them. And they make up stories about China and data and privacy. It's all all the things they're doing. They're accusing uh, TikTok right. of doing. They're just better at feeding annoying videos. And most of the videos that people watch are just you know nonsense anyhow. Right. Dogs. And jiggling and whatnot—that's that's what it's all about, <laughs> right? I, I don't even know how to. I've never used it. I don't really know how to use TikTok, but it's not hard. It's here. I'm on the website. The website acts quite similarly to the app, where you just follow people like any other video service, and then you get their videos. And they they started off with 15 seconds, which is the average person's attention span. And then I think they went a little longer when 50, you can hardly get anything in 15 seconds. But I'm just telling you that people are using it for searches, using it for their entertainment. And they're, they're stealing everyone's eyeballs for the entire day, which is no good for things like blogs, like I have. That's why people have left blogs, because there's other things to look at. Anyway. And you know, that is, that is a good way, though, to keep people from looking at, you know... Anything else. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, back to that, that movie, though, the White yeah. Boys movie. So, wait, you, type we, into Google. you wanted me to type in um, to TikTok the... Um, nope, no, not TikTok, though. Try, try Google. It's well, you said like wheat, you said wheat something. Wheat germ. Wheat, wheat germ movie. Okay, but you don't want me to look on... Uh, well, you could try. I've never tried it on. T I don't, I've never used TikTok. Before. Okay, so let's see what it is. So this is a movie coming to Netflix, and they're in Ohio again. They're well, try try it in Google. See what it says. 
If you put in wheat germ, yeah. Okay, we'll go here. Um, I'll type it. In, can I type it into TikTok or into um, pre-search first? Yeah. So wheat germ movie. Okay, here we go. And white noise comes up. Yeah, it's, that's, it has two names. This movie has two names. Oh, I see. It's very uh, strange. Don't you think that a movie having two different names that you would get the same result? If you type in white noise, you get white noise. If you type in wheat germ, you get white noise. Mm, okay. Um, I just find that interesting because uh, it, there was actually on the train that derailed, there was something called... Um, well, now, this they, is where it gets weird. It, it, it says that maybe this was sort of the, the code name at the time. That right. That's certainly possible. It says here, the very, then various production schedules listed the movie to film at some point in summer 2021 with most seemingly pointing towards the end of June 2021 and was going to be filming under the working title of Wheat Germ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but not... If you look, mm-hmm. What's that? Go ahead. Well, if you look at the uh, the like the the cars that were carrying like the polyethylene and the vinyl chloride and the uh, uh, propylene glycol, there was also something in one of the hopper cars mm-hmm. called semolina, okay, which is processed wheat. That was it was this the train was carrying processed wheat. I just find that very strange. Okay, so <laughs> you can't make this up. Like the actual train was carrying processed wheat. It's very interesting. Um, so this is a good place to watch stuff. This is for people that are just filming the video or the movie set in Ohio. Really? In 2021. Yeah. Um, is that on TikTok? Well, it was. It looks like now we're not looking at things. Uh, Weecher movie. So we got a couple videos where they're filming. So we'll look at this one. I'll turn the audio on. <laughs> So there's just somebody filming the video. My life be like. Yeah. You get this. You get this horrible music that people overlay on their videos. Yeah. So that's the same one. So just showing different areas blocked off by the cops to film the movie. That's still something I'm going to look into, though. I haven't even thought of doing that. Mm-hmm. Looking up, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people did that. Yeah. I bet you if we looked up uh, white noise movie filming, probably get more. Oh, yeah. Or maybe not, because it's it's kind of um, now the search is going to be corrupt mm-hmm. because they're going to flood it with all the things they want you to see. Yep. And if you notice, that's why I still like, I, I like pre-search because, uh, you know, how it shows like pa- the page one through 10, at least, mm-hmm. you know, Google, they used to show the page numbers at the bottom. Right. And they stopped doing, they stopped doing it. Now you, you can only scroll down to what Google wants you to see. Right. They've yeah. limited the yeah. search. Yeah. Yep. They used to, they, you used to be able to find something on page like 700 if you really wanted to find it. Now they don't give you that option anymore. So, it's also frustrating when you're trying to... Yeah, get away from Google, everybody. But as I was telling you on the phone earlier, if you look on the left, 
I've got all kinds of buttons set up, so I don't want, if I want to go and search for these terms somewhere else, I can go to Google, Fakeologist, Fakeologist Forums, FakeOtube. You can customize all these buttons. It's very, very handy. If I want to oh, search yeah. for this on Twitter, just click this. It'll take me over to Twitter. And you might have to wait a second because Twitter's slow. Okay. Here's This is the only thing that came up under white noise movie budget on Twitter. I fully can't believe white noise got made at this budget level. It is a deeply funny movie that torpedoes academics. But man, if you aren't on board in the first five minutes, you will never be on board. Yeah, well, that's an <laughs> understatement. Absolutely man. horrible movie, but... I don't know how you could be on board with it. I don't understand that. That's, I only wanted to see the train scenes to see if they looked anything similar to what we were shown. But yeah. um, I don't know who I was listening to that said that the actual train crash scene is just <clears throat> a large area with dirt covered by a tarp. I don't know what that means. And hmm. I don't know what the... What the end game is, I think, as we were discussing Tim Truth on Odyssey, he's really going into stuff that's yeah. fascinating on it. And um, he was even talking about dioxins mm -hmm. as one of the most forever chemicals, one of the most toxic forever chemicals. And he was just trying to pick apart what exactly is a dioxin and are they conflating the word with other chemicals. And exactly, yeah. Are they going to, yeah, he, yeah, Tim is really good. Dioxin is the new COVID. Yep. Where they're going to use it as an excuse to just take over, take the land. I thought that's really good. It's what they're doing with fear. I think that's probably good. probably just release dioxin. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about dioxin in parts per billion. So here we go mm -hmm. again with things you can't see, things you can't sense. You just have to take their word that it's there and it's going to kill and you. Only they can test it, and only they can find it. Right, exactly. So the, first, and, the, first they're taking our bodies <laughs> by detecting mm -hmm. phony viruses. And now they can take the land by detecting phony toxins. You know uh, that you create di dioxins when you burn trash, if you burn, if you grill if you are backyard grilling, that creates dioxin. Mm -hmm. Well, what is a dioxin? It's two oxygen molecules attached to anything. Right. Exactly. It's just another thing that they could find it anywhere. And that's, that's like, that's of course they want that. And they want to be able to... There's even H2O2, which is... Um, oh, that's heavy water or something. I can't remember right now. H2O2. What is that called? There's a word for it. Hydrogen peroxide, right? Okay. So there's your two oxygens there too. Yeah. That's, you know, if the government can get something where they can find anything anywhere, whenever they want, and only they can do it, I mean, why wouldn't, of course they're going to want to do that. You know, I I look at the, this dioxin testing as like a, a PCR test for the Yeah, Earth. yeah. Pretty much what it is. So I'll recommend Tim Truth. I'll put that as show note number five tonight. So we've talked about Epic Cash. Now we're talking about East Palestine. 
with somebody who is in that area. And Tim is doing tons of work. He's really spent tons of time on all this. It's amazing. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what Tim's position is. You said you talked to him for a few hours on one of the shows oh, yeah. here? Yep. We talked for about three and a half hours. Then we talked for a few hours after that. So it's this a lot. So it's this one here. Land grab, East Palestine. So what do you think? What, what's your take on the whole thing? I, I definitely think it is because when I was researching it, because remember I have my own channel. Um, on oh, this what, shoot. what is your channel? I couldn't even find it. Oh, it's called uh, Dave the Inhuman. Okay, that's fine. Dave the Inhuman. Yep. I, I think it's like David the Inhuman. That didn't work. Um... Okay, you're on subscribe star here. I'm just looking on on uh, pre-search. Now I'll try on bit shoot. There we go. Okay. So that'll be show note number seven. Okay. Yep. I'll subscribe to you there. Okay. So you guys talked for three hours and 20 minutes. I will listen to that maybe tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot of information. <laughs> and you talked to Silas Speaks as well? Oh, yeah. So I'll listen, I'll listen to that one. I didn't really know he's... He talks a lot about numerology or esoterica. I didn't know he was into this kind of thing. Well, he, I mean, me and him talk almost every day. So I kind of got him into what's going on with this. And uh, that's where you'll he'll he'll talk about it in our discussion because yeah he wanted to know more about it because it is important because it's it's their next phase pretty much you know first they like you were saying the first the bodies our bodies not in the now our land they're just trying to you know capture everything that they can okay and there is rare earth elements uh, minerals here. Um, in that same area, there's uh, what's it called? Oh man! Well, it's, it's all the stuff that they need to make uh, lithium electric batteries, lithium batteries that they, would, that they need for electric cars. That's all in that. All this, the the minerals that they need are right in that area of East Palestine, uh, Pennsylvania, West Pennsylvania, Northeast Ohio. That's where all that stuff is. So what's the problem? Why can't they just get it? Uh, people live there. <laughs> okay, people are in the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. How long have you been looking into truth? How long? How far back does your channel go? Uh, probably early 2020. Okay. I think, I think so, yeah. Uh, pretty much after the, the corona thing happened. Um, maybe late. Late 2020, I think. But uh, I have like I don't know 400 videos or something like that. Oh, wow. I, I used to do, what I what I was doing is I was uploading videos that were getting taken down from YouTube, and I was putting them up on on BitChute just because you want to you keep know, them going. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's worth it. And then I just started making my own stuff. So, where's your own stuff? Which ones are they? Uh, the 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 documentary series. Um, the inverted plague. Uh, oh, that's yours. The, 
Wow. Yeah, that's one. Three hours yeah. and wow, this is huge. Oh yeah, the 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 newest one, the virology deception that took about ten months to put together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is part five. I'm five. looking at. So you've got yeah. how many parts? One, two, three, four, five. Right now on that. Five. Yeah, and each there's going to be four chapters, seven parts each chapter. So it takes about. Yeah. Yeah. It takes about two years to probably finish one chapter. <laughs> oh, yeah, I go hard with all this stuff. That's amazing. That's huge. Video production <laughs> is crazy hard. That's off yeah. to Yeah, it's a long time. See any Palestinians? I, I always like the comments. And someone put a Palestine comment under your inverted plague part five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that person actually contacted me. Um, we've actually been talking about the people that have been being interviewed and how uh, they have some other agendas, like making money off of GoFundMes and stuff. They're, you know, stretching the truth a bit, like lying <laughs> about how sick they're getting. And uh, very interesting, especially when you, you know, you live here, you know these people, and uh, they're like, yo, that person doesn't even live in East Palestine, so. And the Masons. Mm -hmm. She clicked, oh, yeah. she made a link to the, the men of East Palestine, Lodge 417. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. Me, me, me and her are actually going to be looking into the Eastern Star uh, Lodge. The, there's a lot of, look, where I live, there's a Mason Masonic temple like every every mile. And that's they're everywhere. Same with the Eastern Star the eagles, the elk, all these different... This is huge in the U.S. The, especially, would you say it, it, outside the major cities, the Masons are huge? And I've... Yes. They are the community. Especially on the, you know, the, the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Like, not so much on the West Coast, but like, think about where Washington, D.C. is and, uh, you know, all these places over here. They're just everywhere. Yeah. I yeah, I used to talk to Marcus Allen and he asked me, the first thing he asked me if I was a Mason and I didn't really know what he was talking about. I'm up here in Canada and I just didn't understand how deeply entrenched they are in all the communities, especially in the U.S. I, don't, I know they exist here, but I just they're just not on most people's radar. I'm sure that there's... Uh a different, like, secret societies are everywhere. That's, a, that's kind of one of my specialties is something me and Silas really go into the secret societies what we do. Um, we have discussions, and uh, I have probably about 20 different discussions with me and Silas, but I still have to upload them all. Because <laughs> I've been busy with the documentary series. Yeah. So I haven't even had a chance, because me and him have tons of discussions about secret societies, uh, ancient religions, and uh, lost societies, and all this stuff, lost civilizations. But, um, you know, I, I'm curious about the secret societies that are big in Canada because I never really looked into those. Well, I, mean, I, I know the main that big. I'm just not aware of them, so. Because they're secret. <laughs> well, I know that um, probably the police and firemen and whatnot, but I just, I don't know a lot of people. I'm just not that social a person. Yeah. But, uh 
just just seeing rural U.S. though, it's it's clear it's everywhere. It's every oh, yeah. it's every county. Yep. They run the counties. They sure do. So they are the infra- yeah. they are the infrastructure, and it's always for yep. a good cause. But of course, they take care of each other. That's just a human, a natural human function. You take care of your brother. They also try and get us when we're young. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, D. Malay or yes. Rainbow Girls. Yes, for um, sure. Daughters. Well, I, I was asked to be in D. Malay when I was. I mean, everyone was in D. Malay when I was a kid. I mean, this is and that's what Bill Clinton was in. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I never really thought about it until I started researching. And most people never heard of D. Malay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know. <laughs> I didn't go into it because there was no girls in it. <laughs> I was like, I think I was like 12 when I was asked to be in it. But, um, right. And I'm like, yeah. So it's just interesting that most people don't know about it. Um, and then they always become Masons, obviously, other things like that. So, yeah. So part one. So you have five parts, but you're saying there's subparts to each one? The future. There's going to be, there's going to be two more parts coming. Um, what I do is, uh, I'm tr- what I was trying to do is I was trying to explain everything about the whole COVID thing in seven parts. And, and so I go to like, part one is pretty much like, don't take the vaccine, <laughs> you know, or you're going to die um, eventually. But, uh, and then I go into the masks and, and the, uh, the PCR test. And, and then I go into the history of how long it's been planned in like part four. Um, and then I go into virology as a whole in part five, um, part six, I'm actually going to go into the East Palestine thing now with the deep dioxins. Cause I, I, because of all the research I've been doing into like health and, uh, biology and chemistry, I already have a pretty good <laughs> basis of, of what is going on here with the dioxins because everything creates dioxins. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have. That's what my part six is gonna be about, and then the final part is gonna be what really does make us ill. You know, people don't realize, you know, you're, the the blue light in your phone can can create depression and other illnesses in in your body, uh, sound and different frequencies and um, parasites. You know, there's a lot of things that actually make us sick that we aren't aware of, and we think other things are like invisible things in the air. So. Yeah, there's a book that Don Lester wrote. What really makes us ill? Yeah, I I had that pulled up on my on my laptop. Yeah, I'm not copying. I'm just saying like I use a lot of different uh, sources. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, what's your overall yeah. takeaway from East Palestine, the train derailment? What do you do? You think it really happened? Or, or- okay. So. And, and I say this in, in both of those discussions, but I think it really happened. However, I definitely don't think it's as bad as they are saying it is. So you think there was you another know, derailment? There was the movie derailment where they may or may not have actually knocked over real cars. And there was another derailment in the same yeah. area? Yes. And was that a but, deliberate derailment as well? Like the movie? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And do you think there is anything in the cars? I do, just because there is like rainbow film uh, that, you know, but, but the thing is, people have to remember, 
our water has been poisoned our all of our lives. And I'm not saying necessarily these things, but there's still chemicals that are just as bad. Um, and they're, they're really just trying to twist it like, oh, now these chemicals are so bad. Right. Nobody talks about the chemicals that have been in our water our whole life. Okay. And same with the air. And, um, you know, uh, it's just it's just a way to scare people into, because you can almost scare yourself sick if you. Yeah, of course. Nocebo effect. Yes. Absolutely. And, uh, and one thing I mentioned in, in those discussions is a lot of the things that the people are saying that they're sick with are sore throat, headache. <laughs> okay. And, and they're, they're saying like, it must be from the train derailment. I mean, this is insanity, a sore throat and a cough and a headache. I mean, this, I, that's how I feel every day. Okay. So, you know, it's definitely no SIBO. Or, or <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy with because uh, I'm in all the the Facebook groups of the people that live there because the, the people that live there in the surrounding areas, uh, and I'm seeing firsthand what these people are saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody said that they found a bird on their on their front porch one day, and they said that the birds must be falling out of the sky. Well, maybe there. it hit the window. We get birds well, flying maybe, through our window all the time. They yeah, hit the window and they die. <laughs> yeah, but now every time anyone sees anything, a bird right. or a well, it's just like any time someone gets sick, it's COVID. It's nothing else. Exactly. Couldn't be the fact that they yeah. smoke or do drugs right. or don't get any sleep, don't eat right. No, it's always COVID. Yep. It's so just, now every dead animal is from the train, <laughs> the dioxin. Right. Every. Yeah. So do you, it really is. So what is Tim what's Tim's position from what you can glean from your conversations? Is he saying that how is he tying it into a, a land grab? Well, I definitely don't want to speak for Tim, yeah. but I do want to say that his he's it seems like it's uh he definitely well, I don't want to say definitely, but he definitely <laughs> seems to think mm-hmm. that it's a land grab. Mm-hmm. And um that this wasn't an accident because there's too much proof that it wasn't, especially with the the car that was placed there. If you look into his, his video about that orange car, it's very interesting. There's been a car that was placed there for like eight months or something. Uh, did you see that video that he made? No, I'm about no, that? no, I did not. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's called the mysterious orange car. And it really was like he was, he went on Google earth and went back as far as he could. And there was a car there right where it happened. There was a train car that was just placed there for eight months and it just stayed there. Oh, here it is. And that's exactly where it crashed. There are a number of unsolved mysteries, very peculiar mysteries. When it comes to the East Palestine train derailment, the train crash, but one of the most mysterious is the pre-placed orange car that just happened to be sitting right next to where the train would crash. In both this pre-placed car and where the train would crash corresponds directly, it seems, with Sulphur Run, which feeds into the Ohio River. In this video, I'm going to show you what I found as far as this mysterious orange car. Please share this everywhere because the more eyes we have on this, the more researchers we have looking into this, 
the higher the probability that we find the answer. I got to give Tim credit. He is spending all his time doing this. It's amazing. Definitely, yeah. This was a, to me. This was a. This wasn't even a story. How come it wasn't a story for most people in the world until two weeks later? What What happened to bring this? Now that, yeah, that that is something me and Tim were talking about because we we were really trying to figure that out. Um, now that's that's something that like you know, I told you I was in. Uh, I'm in all the Facebook groups. The people that live there. Uh, and, and the around and the surrounding like cities and areas, and there really nobody was covering it. Um, did it and, even happen two weeks previous, or did it just happen two weeks later? Well, or that's the, when the they made the story. That, that's when they made promoted the story. That's a good. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like so. What the story is that it derailed. It caught on fire. And then no, they like, lit it on fire because it was leaking. That's what I thought the well, story was. Not yet, not yet. It was apparently oh, it was on fire. If you look at the the videos, uh, when it derailed. Now, then they evacuated people. Um, they didn't do the controlled burn until like I think like three or four days later, maybe even five days later. I think it was maybe four days later is when they did that. So it was just like. I guess burning or laying there for, and then this is what we were discussing in the Tim truth video. When I talked to him that they evacuated the whole town, they brought the national guard in and everyone had to go. And they were there with this train before they control burned it for about two whole days. And they could have done anything. And then they, <laughs> then they, uh, I think it was on like the third or fourth day, they blew it up. That's when that big black cloud appeared. And they told everyone they can come back after they were done doing whatever they were doing. Because, you know, the whole town with the National Guard in to evacuate people. So one could only wonder what was going on for two days with the whole town evacuated. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's when the Masons take over and start moving props into place, I guess, huh? Right. Or or getting rid of evidence or whatever. Who knows? Like, that's the thing. We have no idea. Yeah, this is crazy. This crazy story that really never was a story in the mainstream media. And it's almost like they've made it just for the alternative media to eat up and lap up and start crazy speculation that may not be true exactly and sometimes i wonder if they're just trying to gather data to see what people are going with like they're using the alternative media as like a a geiger counter almost like where are people going to go with this like what are they going to believe before they actually you know go with the mainstream media maybe that's what they're going to use the alternative media for from now on you know yeah, the, the the alternative media media rather is pretty scattered, but I guess there are some some big channels, right? And Tim Truth is start, is looking at looking to be a pretty big one. Twenty thousand people following him on Odyssey, which is not exactly a big platform. 
So that's pretty impressive. Right. But the thing is, there's only about, and this is, there's probably about seven total, like bigger channels that are even discussing it being not as bad uh, or a, like a different story. Everyone else is going with dioxins will kill you if you touch it. Like everyone else. Not that many people are even questioning it. And that's in the alternative media is what I mean. It's very, because uh, the first day me and Tim talked, this was like a day or two before we had the discussion. He was saying he was kind of disappointed at most of the people that, uh, you know, call themselves truthers. Because they're, they're just like, dioxins will kill you. That's it. You know, those people should evacuate and be, be pulled out of their homes and then relocated, you know. Nobody, not many people are saying anything else. Tim Truth also has a Substack. I think so, yeah. So I will um, add that to the show notes as well. That'll be show note number nine tonight. This was originally the Epic Cast show, but I thought I'd get Dave on the show because Master of None or Luna put us together in touch, which I appreciate. appreciate anyone and every one of my listeners if you want to have me talk to someone or look into something. I can't keep track of everything everywhere. This is not a story that I was really too involved with in any way. But it is a pretty pretty interesting story. And if you know the end game of Agenda 21, it is to get the people off the land and into the cities. That's a long game, but they're going to be they're going to have to get going on it. If they want to meet their schedule, so how are they going to do it? Well, this could be one way. And, and that's why this is important for people. Just because, you know, just because it's happening 15 minutes from me, and I'm not trying to be fear monger, but it seems like the this dioxins, like we were saying, is going to be the new COVID test. And uh, if, if people are aware that it's another scare tactic, like, just to be able to have an invisible, you know, boogeyman to say, uh oh, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to leave your home because the dioxin level is, you know, too high. Yeah. If people are aware that it's not, you know, if you burn garbage, that's dioxin. Right. If, if you're grilling. So it's like, you know, yeah, they, they like to use fear and invisible stuff. So, and Dijoxin, yeah, and Dijoxin is definitely invisible. And yeah. uh, it's been used before. Um, I really need to look into it. The whole, and I think Tim is the only one that's really questioning what is. Is it Dioxin or Dijoxin? What is the pronunciation? I think it's dioxin. There was a story in Canada in the 80s where a nurse at Sick Kids Hospital was accused of killing babies. And I think it was, I'm right. Here, I'll read it to you. Toronto hospital baby deaths occurred in the cardiac ward of the hospital for sick children between July 1980 and March 1981. 
I'm that old. I know. I, I, <laughs> I don't think you're as old as I am. I'm 37. Well, I'm, I'm 56 this year. Oh, so wow. I, huh. So my, my memory still works, and I remember this story because I've always been a news junkie. So yeah. I remember this. The death started after cardiology ward had been divided into two adjacent wards. The deaths ended after the police had been called in and the digitalis-type medication that had been possibly been used for the alleged killing is digoxin. Digoxin. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting some words mixed up. Digoxin, sold under the brand name Lenoxin, among others, is a medication used to treat various heart conditions. Most frequently, it is used for atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, and heart failure. Digoxin is one of the oldest medications used in the field of cardiology. It works by increasing myocardial contractions. Okay. So I'm getting two words mixed up. But I'm close. It's dioxin. So they literally add a G in the word dioxin to make the word digoxin. So, so what is that digoxin, though? What is it? Oh, we got hung up. I'll call him back. Maybe his phone died. Yep, Hello? We got hung up there. Uh, I'm here. Okay. Digoxin is a medication that is used. What, what is it exactly? Like, does it say, like, the chemical... Uh, compounds that are oh yeah yeah you can't see my screen but there is a um, organic chemistry diagram of what it is so it's got lots of hydroxides I can't really describe it uh, to uh, too many other ways it's got lots of um, trying to look at I'm just trying to recall my chemistry here I can look into it later, but it's interesting that there's hydroxides in it because uh, that's a lot of the things that the, uh, the chemicals that were... The oh, here we go. Pharma, pharmacodynamics. This may explain it. Derivatives of the plants of the genus Digitalis. That's where it's from. It's all plant yeah. stuff. You know, every all medicine used to come from plants, but they can't copyright plants, so they have to make an artificial version of what the plant yeah. makes. Synthetic, yeah. Right, and then they can copyright it and sell it. Yep. Oh, it came comes from the foxglove plant, Digitalis ionata. Initially, the digoxin was purified by dissolving the dried plant material in acetone and boiling the solution in chloroform. The solution was then reacted with acetic acid and small amounts of ferric chloride and sulfuric acid. Digoxin was indistinguishable from other glucosides by the olive green colored solution produced from this reaction completely free of red. And uh, they had they have people in society using it to kill people. So here's another story. In 2003, 
This guy admitted to killing 40 hospital patients with overdoses of the heart medication, the Joxin. And he said he did it over his 19-year career. COVID-19, there you go. Wow. Real story? Unlikely. Wow. So they mix all kinds of psyops with this. I mean, this is real research, guys, what we're doing. I know I'm just reading Wikipedia, but when you read stories in Wikipedia as a fakeologist, you get a whole different vibe. It's true. You really do. Like, none of this would matter, but when you look for numbers and stories and here's the guy, this is the guy. Oh, he's 63 now. A nurse. Given 18, that's Kai, consecutive life sentences for killing 29 people. 2-9, 2-9 is 11. I'm not even going to read this story about this guy, but this is another serial killer. I mean, most people need motives for killing people. <laughs> I don't know what the motive of for a nurse to kill patients would be. Yeah, that's really weird. Especially if you would admit to killing 20 people with a medicine as a nurse. I mean, yeah. His first uh, murder was on 611-88. Love those numbers. 611-88. Oh, man. So here's your numbers. Oh, he gave an overdose of insulin. I'm not giving any tips, but somebody said that's the best way to kill someone and get away with it. Inject them with insulin in between their toes and never find it. Yeah, I'm just reading this story here. Sounds interesting, though. And then he killed a 91-year-old cancer patient. There's nine and one and nine inversed. Yeah, another story. But again, we had that story in Canada with the Susan Nellis case. And she was acquitted. But that went on forever. I don't know what laws or what the result, because all these psyops, they always pass laws to to usually um, in reaction to whatever happened. And this is a little bit far back. I have to reread the whole thing. It's really fun to go back in history as a fakeologist and look at all the stories. And here's 29, number 29 again, in this particular case. And they involve the uh, famous CDC with regards to this case. So that ties in the... um, U.S. will probably develop most of these uh, psyops. And actually, they do have a C also. There are other cases like this. The Ann Arbor Hospital murders. Another inconclusive case in which nurses were accused of apparently motiveless homicides. See, that's the key. Right. Charles Cullen was, is listed here. Lucia de Burke in Netherlands and Elizabeth Wetlofer, another kid who was busy injecting people with insulin. So it's sort of a Wikipedia is good at 
aggregating these for your research for your research convenience. <laughs> so anyway, we're way off topic, but Yeah, that happens though. <laughs> it happens in this, doesn't it? Let's just look in the chat before we take off. Um Kate Emma says, I think they're doing a land grab. Entities like BlackRock coming in and buying up land from frightened people for rock bottom rock bottom prices. Think the reason for media blackout was playing the truth community at its own game, letting truthers do their dirty work, giving it more credibility. After all, many have been saying not to believe the news. That's not a bad idea. Truth community were pushing fear like it was going out of fashion. It was so disheartening to watch so many out themselves. I even had comments removed trying to stop the fear mongering. I agree with that one right there, for sure. Skate and Destroy says if they... That was Kate Emma, by the way. Thank you, Kate Emma, for all your great comments. Skate and Destroy says if they are willingly... If they willingly jab little babies all day, I wouldn't put it past them to kill some people. Yeah, that's the fear mongering, though. You know, people really need a motive to kill. It's really important. Yeah. Human beings just don't kill for, for kicks, I don't think, in general. And we'll take one more look at the YouTube comments. Nope, nothing new on the YouTube. Well, Dave, that was um, that was an interesting call. I think we'll have to have you on again if you want to be a regular contributor so we can go through some of your work and a lot of stuff. I never heard of you, so <laughs> if I haven't heard of you, then maybe others. You So subscribe to Dave the Inhuman on BitChute, and I'm going to try and start watching some of your stuff. I see a logo called Black Pilled. Is this from the Black Pilled channel, Devin? Oh, and, and in this little series, I have like clips from other people that okay. I put, and I give them credit and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so... Yeah. He had a great narrative voice. Black Devin from oh, Black know. Bill. He really, he really does. I don't know if he's still doing it. I think so. Pretty sure. But, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, oh, we, need to I cross, have... we need to cross promote each other and encourage each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I come from the um, most things are fake department of. Researchology. Because I, I don't I, think you got to kill people to get the same effect. Why would you? Mm -hmm. That's why I don't really... I try and avoid fear-mongering because I don't think the things they say happen, happen. Yeah. You could just simulate... And say things happen, not give any details, and you get the same effect. And then weeks later, the story goes away anyway. But right. they get they can pass laws and make changes based on the on the fakery. That to me seems to be the winning formula. I uh, I my theory is that it, it it's a bit of uh, both. Okay, actual people dying and also. Um, a lot of fakery happening. Uh, the reason I say that is because I think when, well, I've studied the history of these people in power and yeah. uh, they really don't like us. Um, we, we, it's hard for people to, to fathom that type of lifestyle and mindset 
But if you think about most politicians, you know, you have to be a psychopath. Like, uh, there's a list of the 10 most, uh, uh, the, the 10 jobs that a psychopath would most likely have. And I think number one is like a politician. But if you, you know, are in this clique, this group, this elite, you know, bloodline or whatever you want to call it, their lives are completely different from ours. I do believe that uh, they, they want to depopulate just because they want everything. <laughs> they want everything for themselves. They want land for themselves. They want resources for themselves. Um, so I do think, in my opinion, it's just a, a bit of each, of fakery happening. And also, if they can get rid of people, uh, I think that they would because they don't think like we do. But that's my, that's my take on it. Well, I think they don't need people anymore because they have machines and automation and they can, in the third world, right. they can use that labor because now you don't have to be on location in so many ways. Yep. And we have open borders and you can move stuff around. You can float yeah. things around the world in super containers, super ships yep. with oil and energy and goods and you just don't need people in countries anymore and therefore you can dissolve the countries right and most things have been you know like cars have been they've been using robots and ai to make car parts and stuff for like a, a while now and they're just been slowly bringing that in uh everywhere yeah. You don't talk to humans on the phone anymore. <laughs> I mean, they've been slowly creeping it in. Yeah, we don't talk to people, I know. Here's the top 10 jobs for psychopaths. CEO, <laughs> lawyer, media, salesperson, surgeon, journalist, police officer, clergy person, chef, civil servant. Chef? Interesting. Yeah, well... <laughs> you have a big kitchen, yeah, you got to get people chop chop. Yeah. And for those looking to potentially avoid working f with the least number of psychopaths, here's the list of occupations with the lowest rate of psychopathy. Care aid, nurse, therapist, craftsperson, beautician, charity worker, teacher, creative artist, doctor, accountant. Doctor except surgeons. That's pretty funny. Right. Interesting. I'll put that as show note number 10 since you brought it up. <clears throat> cool. Okay, well, this has been a uh, bit of a double show tonight. A little bonus for all the uh, donors. Fakeologist.com forward slash donate. Are you into, um, since you called on the epic cash day of the week, are you into uh, crypto at all? Um, Not really. I don't really get it. <laughs> not going to lie. I don't really understand it. But uh, well, do you understand fiat currency? Yeah, the dollars in your pocket right now, right? You do understand it because, yeah, you understand the way that they're madly inflating the currency, yeah. Okay, well, um, cat, crypto isn't that much more difficult to understand to me. It's where the internet, what the internet is going to or did to journalism and media back in the day. That's where crypto is now. The only problem is crypto is challenging the banking 
the money system, which is the absolute control grid of the world. True. This, this is why I think um, it's going to be dangerous for the elite if they let it get out of control. Alternate currency systems. Right. Yeah. Now, it's... So if 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 somebody develops a really good private crypto like Epic Cash, and I'm not saying it's the be-all and end-all, but if this is the beginning, because it's open source, so I, I'm guessing anyone could branch off and improve upon it, there could be some real serious contenders to people exchanging goods and services and their value using any kind of crypto and getting away from the people at the top that control everyone through money. Like every single person in this coronavirus hoax has been controlled with, they've been controlled by money. The threat of losing it. So I think it's important yeah. to look into uh, crypto. I'm, I'm not, I'm right now, we're promoting Epic Cash, but just, I would just encourage you to look into all, any or all crypto. And if you don't have any idea where to start, look at Epic Cash. And even Bitcoin, of course, which is really old technology, old in the sense that it's 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Just look into it and familiarize yourself with it. All right. And that, that's what I, I'm doing. And I accept Epic Cash as a don for donations as well because it could be a valuable way to transfer value. And it's pretty frictionless, easy to do. We're on. Take a peek at it, Dave. And uh, thanks for calling in. And we'll yep. we'll get you back. I'm going to watch some of your stuff now. Yet, yet cool. another content creator that we've discovered with tons of content. Not enough hours in the day to keep up with everyone, is there? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. So thanks, Dave. We'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. And um, and make sure um, join join my different components of my site. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've got the blog. I've got the um, the forums. Unfortunately, they're all different logins. I will do that tonight. And I got FacoTube. And um, yeah, you can also join our Discord fake11.com forward slash discord or telegram fake11.com forward slash telegram but most mostly I able to come onto our own platform which is the forums fakeologist.com forward slash forums too because that's my website and my data and it doesn't have the risk of being shut down so thank you Dave and we'll be in yep. touch alright thank you all right, All take right. care. Bye-bye. There goes Dave from North Lima, Ohio, near East Palestine. Very interesting man. Great channel. I'm going to check it out. Dave the Inhuman on BitChute. Dave the Inhuman, three words. Show notes are going to be available. As soon as I'm done here, FAK 685 is the broadcast. Um, I left it on YouTube because we didn't really say anything to offend YouTube. But of course, all my stuff is on FacoTube, FacoTube.com. And uh, 
Yeah. What a great show. So many great people come by. And thanks for all to everyone bringing uh, all these people to my attention. Just send me an email. I'm at fakeologist.com. You can phone me. You can leave a message at uh, fake11.com forward slash bumper where you can record a bumper. Uh, a thousand and one ways to get a hold of me. Totally accessible to you, the, the good user. And all these FACOTube chats will become the video of tonight's comments. It's the best place to be. Stay off the, the big engines, the big platforms, and come to the FACOTube site. And, of course, if you want to see it continue to be successful, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. And you'll get your name up here in lights. All these people have contributed in the past and contribute, and many contribute monthly to keeping this thing going. Thanks for the uh, Twitter the Twitter people that uh, tag me on Twitter, Tunax, is on there all the time. Thank you so much. Thanks to Napoleon for uh, helping out with Telegram and the comments on the blog. All these people give their value for value, whether it's money, time, talent, or treasure. Really appreciate it. And tomorrow is Thursday. Looks like Christine is going to be on. Christine Massey. We're going to talk about Catherine Watt and her COVID kill box expose. See what she's got to say. And Frank will be on as well. Frank will ride shotgun. It's his night. And he can bring up his own points if he so desires. But otherwise, we'll talk to Christine most likely. Thanks, everybody. It's been a long show. Way longer than I thought, but thought I'd cram in Dave since he's he was brought to my attention by Master of None or Luna. Thank you so much. And we will talk again tomorrow. Good night.